a new beginning. Five will enter. One will be crowned. PWE's Wrestler of the Month. W.E. Crew, Dan O'Mac, Big Kaz, Jaybird, Nick the Gooch, and your host, Brokowski. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? We are back and we have a brand new episode straight out of Valhalla today. But before we get into that one, we're going to go ahead and switch it up on you guys. We're starting out with In the Spotlight today. And In the Spotlight, the very familiar voice that you've heard many and many a times on this show for various different reasons. But today he's here to talk about his new ventures and his streaming services and his morning little talk show he has nowadays. So, Schwartzy, how you doing, brother? Yes, hello, Schwartzy here. Hello, boys. Hi. Long time no see, uh, sort of, but not really. Some of you I haven't seen. The other two we had you on this morning. Hello. What's up, Schwartzy? Oh, not much. Just um, just talking some shit on bulking season. Uh, they said nobody likes me. And they said nobody likes Kenny. And they said nobody likes us and that we're no good. And that we're we're too silly. And um I they can they can they can suck my ass. nice so let's just start with that for a minute this saturday night at ruthless pro wrestling you and kenny fear and loathing and professional wrestling are taking on bulking season now we are they made a point of saying that they didn't they were cheated in the tag tournament and put the best two teams out in the first round so they they were robbed and they were cheated and then they were their reward for that is you and kenny as in like you and Kenny are 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 not on their level or something. Ooh. I Ooh. I I mean, you guys have been there for quite a while at RPW and we haven't seen bulking season recently. Well, um, you know, uh they 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 are there is a crime that was committed. They're not wrong. Uh I watched their match, uh, but they're they're wrong on, on the count. They're they're actually just guilty of being a bunch of bitch asses. That is, that is realistically the crime of bulking season. Uh, they are guilty of being bona fide uh, bitch asses of a felonious uh, nature. Uh, two bitch asses that I plan on whooping on and Kenny plans on whooping on, uh, respectively. So that was the only crime. I was walloped on by a, by a goddamn chair, and you don't see me bitching and moaning about my losses and that type of stuff. So uh, I'll tell you right now, 
bulking season, they say I'm not on, on their level. Let me tell you right now, that's very easy for them to say, but these boys, let alone haven't seen my personal level, Schwartzy alone, they haven't even touched the things I've done. They haven't been the places I've been. They haven't experienced the things I have. They haven't moved through the universe, let alone I have Kenny by my side, my apprentice Kenny, who is learning the ways, learning how to flow through this universe of professional wrestling. And he has made quite a splash. There is a reason why we made it one round more than they did, because we're simply better. We have what it takes. We don't bitch and moan when we lose. We just get back on the horse, whether it be backwards like Dudley Do-Right, and we ride that bitch on into town. <laughs> Well, I will be there on Saturday um, cheering on you guys. Um, I like both teams, but I can't. I, there's no way I can root against my man, Schwartzy. I appreciate so, that. That's a very good bet. I'd put money on that. Yeah, I definitely would, too. Nick, are you good? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure. I, I think my computer's uh, done being testy right now. All oh, right, Nick, it's go going ahead. around. <laughs> So Did it get its as, booster shot. I, I think it might need it. Oh. So as we had mentioned at the opening, we all know that you have a morning talk show called Wake and Bake airs Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. on uh, what's it? Twitch, YouTube, and for the time being, uh, Facebook Live. Correct. Yes, I'm, tr I'm, I'm trying to move away from Facebook. Yes. yes. And myself and Big Kaz had the pleasure on being on this morning. Um, tell us a little bit behind it, the idea behind it, and how it all came to be. Well, uh, it it actually started. I, I wanted to have a show for some time. I had so many things I wanted to talk about. First, I wanted to talk about finances, and then I wanted to talk about positivity. And then I realized I just had all these things. It's basically I wanted to have a show that was full of these things. So then once I had narrowed it down, and it took some time. You can't just jump on the air and do some throw some shit out there. You want to have quality in your content. Um, once I had really formulated what I wanted, I had come up with a little afternoon thing uh, that I wanted to do. Uh, what I did was I decided uh, around 6 p.m. I would do a show on Tuesdays. Uh, that was very fun for me. I enjoyed it. I had a lot of people say they would prefer morning hour. They have a lot of things that they have in the evening, whether it's shows they already watch. Uh, you know, people like you, you have nighttime slots and you've been around for, for longer than I have. Not that we conflict, but other shows have their slots and it, it is what it is. You have to respect the space. So I decided I would tackle a whole different demographic, a whole different time. Um, I thought the morning would be different. Nobody really tackles the morning. You don't see anybody do the morning. Nobody. Um, I figured I have the market cornered. I can wake up. I can get fresh and I can wake everybody up at 9 a.m. to about 10, 30, 11, some shit like that. Um, and we can have like a nice little positive time. I've got a lot of people that want to be on the show so I can do four days a week. Uh, it's really been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. I have a broadcasting degree. Uh, I have a business degree, uh, so I can put it all together, but I do have a degree in broadcasting and broadcasting arts. So I'm applying things that I've gone to school for. It's been a wonderful time. I enjoy it very much. Oh, and I, I, for one, enjoy the show every morning while I'm at work. It helps pass the time while I'm sitting there pushing papers at the hospital. And it, it's very entertaining. Very entertaining. Thank you, Thank you for now, listening to my bullshit. <laughs> Thank you for listening and being a part of ours. Shit. Mm. 
Yes. Now, uh, on the same track of streaming, um, again, Big Kaz and myself, we have the pleasure of uh, being a part of one of your ventures outside of wrestling, and that is gaming. Uh, yes. Is there, is there any plans in the future to incorporate that with the show or possibly make that its own show on Twitch and YouTube? So uh, I have had a couple, uh, stream or two. People have caught me. I just kind of am setting some things up. I'm working with some other programs right now. Uh, I am trying to work on gaming. I would like to be gaming in the evening time, actually, uh, something before bed. I feel like maybe it would be good. I think I can do some gaming after maybe like I have my last meal for the night. It calms me down before I get a little tired before bed. I was going to come on here for two hours and play some of the retro games, some Super Nintendo, uh, maybe some Game Boy Advance or some Pokemons and some shit like that. Uh, I thought I'd do something like that. I've already been kind of testing things out, working with OBS and some studios like that shit. So um, I do think I wanted to have it this week. I really did. I wanted to start gaming this week, but it was not to be. Uh, I have learned not to burn myself out. So if something's not going well, I don't force it. I just kind of work on it, develop it. And when it's ready to go, we will go. But like, I don't want to burn myself out. My energy is very precious. Uh, all of our energy is very precious. So uh, pace myself. Uh, I do hope to have gaming up by the end of the week. If not, I do feel I will have it up next week. Well, you know, when those episodes come up where you uh, stick to the newer generation games, me and Big Kaz will gladly hop on and play some Call of Duty with you. Definitely. I still have my battle pass. Isn't that nice? And those will be on Twitch, correct? Uh, yes, there are. So the gaming will be primarily on Twitch, uh, YouTube. So I have come to find, and this is kind of something interesting. If you're a streamer or if you wish to stream or some something like that, I don't know. Uh, if you're looking to do a video stream, I have come to find out that YouTube is really good if you're not going live. They're not bad. They, they accommodate it. But uh, Twitch is really accommodating of the live feed. And you see a lot of uh, pre-record do very well uh on youtube i mean it's not that you don't you can't do well it's just it's a lot harder if you're looking for something to 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 develop a little quicker i'd say youtube is 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 great for pre-recorded stuff i absolutely love the idea of the retro gaming that would be fucking sweet i like that the, especially the game boy idea i've never i don't see anybody doing that no in the retro gaming world is the actual game boy the handheld style that would be dope so it's a uh, game i have game boy i have game boy advanced very nice yes i'm a big fan of advanced i love game boy advanced that shit was my bomb i got the ds now <laughs> there was a lot of stuff i did not get to play so it's kind of fun for me. I get to go back and play all these games I never played. It was it 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 should be nice. I hope it works out. <laughs> now, what other say... systems do you have? Go ahead. What Josh. other systems do you have uh, that you plan on using other than the Game Boy? Uh, Super Nintendo. So check this out, homie. I found out that uh, Super Nintendo uh, was prostituting anything that was a superhero based uh entity everything dc every marvel uh there's so many comic books that they actually covered in super nintendo games they made them into super nintendo games lots of side scrolling bullshit so 
there was a whole Marvel series that I definitely, especially like the uh, the original War of the Gems, and they, they made that into a game, which was kind of nice. Um, well, I hope it plays well. I played it a little bit, but I, I think I need a better controller for some of those games. But uh, it, there's some really cool stuff. Super Nintendo had like a crazy big library. Super Nintendo was on it. Mario Kart and... Uh, geez, we played a lot of Sega when we grew up. I, a lot of my friends had Sega. We played like Doom and... Road Rage. Yeah, Road Rage was cool games. I'm excited to see that retro gaming channel. That'll be fun to watch, like Josh said. I appreciate that. I hope it goes well for me. I'm 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 bad. I'm not batting too bad these days, so I'm hoping for the best. So, you so you'll have that retro streaming thing going soon, and a little bit back to Wake and Bake. Uh, two of the segments that you have on there that that are amazing segments that we all love is when you read the tweets. Um, stupid tweets. Stupid tweets. And then also Radlock eats shit, (laughs) which is absolute. I mean, that is some of the best stuff I've seen in a long time. Not only what he eats, but the reaction on your face when he eats it. How did Radlock eating shit come about on Wake and Bake? So uh, Radlock, uh, you know, I, I put it out there. I said, listen. If you I have a lot of friends and they are ambitious to the point of they want to do something like maybe film something weekly, but they don't want to do a full blown show or anything like that. But I have a lot of friends. They have like all these ideas for ventures. So I put it out there. I said, listen, if you want to film something, if you have something weekly, I will facilitate it on my show. I will join you. I will help you out and we will make it happen. Just you know, let me know. Like, um, I'm actually talking with, um, Logan, uh, you know, I'm not saying it will happen, but we're talking about maybe doing like a workout segment, maybe uh, one, you know, a workout a week or one workout a week or something like that. You know, we're trying. So with that being said, Radlock contacted me and says that I, I already do this thing where I eat. Uh, I just try food. So I just called it Radlock eat shit. I did not know he would take it so literally and just start buying all the worst shit and start consuming it at a disgusting rate. Radlock is very gross, but he is very appreciated. Uh, he does that twice a week for us. And then when we did the telethon, everything was pickled. He did everything pickled all day. So that yeah, was that pickled, uh, pickled energy drink or whatever Gatorade or whatever. <laughs> oh, like, ugh. For $20 a pop, he was chugging pickled energy drinks. It was disgusting, and I love it for it. Speaking it's of so your shorty thon that you had, um, obviously everyone knows now that your first um, computer fried and, and uh, Ratlock reached out to you and said, do this. You, you, you have friends, you have family that will support you. Family meaning us. That is your family. Um, <laughs> shoot for this and see what you can do. And... Not only did you have a big head start before the Schwartzithon even began. Yes. You hit that mark about an hour and 20 minutes in, hour and a half in. And you still stayed on to entertain us for another hour and a half. It's the least I could do. It was amazing. Uh, I, so my general philosophy was kind of, I'm trying to get my shit together. Sorry. <laughs> Shook the whole set. My general philosophy, I have a set, which is, which is grateful. I'm so grateful to everybody. I'm getting my lighting. 
get my lighting together and all that shit. But um, I hit the goal really early. I, I generally, the idea was, is I didn't think it was anybody else's problem. Uh, my laptop, <laughs> it was a laptop that I fried. Uh, it was running so much. I, it's not anybody's problem. It's Schwartz's problem. Schwartz's had, uh, went on this venture. Schwartz's venture failed. It is not the people's problem. Uh, as much as I love to entertain, but you know, Radlock said, do it. And I did. I figured I'd try. And we raised uh, $900, uh, almost 200 of which before the show. We raised $900 and uh, I just cut it off there. And then there was a donation to the keyboard and the, uh, the, the mouse was donated. And I was able to get, I, I made sure that night to go out and get the top quality computer. I put every dollar into the computer and took a picture immediately. Uh, I think I posted it the next night because it was a lot to get together. But I was able to get such a powerful machine. I'm able to edit video. I, I also do things for Flophouse. I'm now the sole editor of Flophouse. We don't have an editor or anything like that. We have our own in-house uh, 4K cameras and, and stuff like that. So I'm doing all the editing and I'm doing all the stuff here. And this computer makes it completely possible. It's the most powerful thing I've ever seen. It, it probably could power a small country. <laughs> well, when everybody saw... You Ebola. Need, you from that had tweet earlier. Is Ebola a country? <laughs> I think. <laughs> Was that on uh, the stupid tweets? I'm yes, assuming. Yes. Okay. Somebody wanted right. to know. Yeah. Ebola country. Work was uh, a shit show today. I wasn't able to watch, but I usually watch while I'm working if it's not too crazy at work because I work from home. So, um, but that just proves to you how much you entertain and everyone loves what you do. Um, that we didn't want you to be without. Um, we didn't want to not be entertained by Schwartzy. So um, it is, it was a very humbling day. It was a humbling, that it, it, it is the only word to use. It's the only word. I mean, grateful, thankful, but, but humbling is so predominant. I, I, that's really all I can say. There's nothing else beyond that. It just touches you in a way that you just, it, it lifts you up. It lets you know that other people are there for you and care about you and that what you're doing isn't bullshit. People are really, they put their monetary value into what you're doing. I, clearly, I'm not wasting anybody's time, which is always nice. So, you know, I, I will continue to do it. That's why I say I have to go another hour and a half, even though Schwartz's voice is fucked up because, you know, everyone's coming out of pocket to make sure Schwartz doing his thing. So. You have to you have to give you have to give more than you get in this world you have to uh it's it's just the way it needs to be no matter what if you, if you think if you're saying i'm giving more than i'm getting then you're doing it right you should be you should not be receiving anywhere near what you're giving into the universe so give a lot well See how that works yeah i so think I it proves everybody it proves that everyone has faith in you and they love what you're doing um it's, i know we had you on to talk about wake and bake and your streaming ventures but i you mentioned flop house and i do want to take a few minutes and talk about flop house because there is something big coming up on uh, february 20th there is so let's talk a little bit about february 20th let's so you were able to secure the most well-known independent wrestling venue 
in the city of Indianapolis. Yes. The Indiana State Brewing Company. That is correct. And starting February 20th, Sunday, February 20th, um, we'll see Flop House at that venue. Starting February 20th in the year 2022, that bitch belongs to me and Flop House. And we are going to put on professional wrestling and unprofessional wrestling all year long. We have made contacts with a lot of other promotions. We are not selfish. We never have been. And now that we're live, we are going to be working with a lot of other people. We've already worked with RPW, which we will work again with in the future. But we have a lot of cool shit in the works. We are going to we are going to rock the fucking wheels off that bitch. And I've got a taco truck. So what you got? I mean, <laughs> the big main event, which is sponsored by Pro Wrestling Edge. I know them. Jordan Dye is defending the Flop House Championship against Zodiac, who you have a love-hate relationship with, with Cole Radrick and... One of our favorites, Double M3, Malcolm Monroe the Third. Holy that's, shit. That's do, do you do you put out fucking banger matches or do you book banger fucking matches? I just I think nobody th- I put out if I put out good matches, I pride myself on the ones that nobody would think to book them. It just wouldn't be booked anywhere. No one would put these people together. They're from so many different areas. I appreciate that. I think it's a banger match, but I think it's a banger match because of the talents. Um, literally, one of those talents was just in Hammerstein Ballroom. Mm-hmm. MM3 yep. has got the, the lineup of a lifetime. His schedule speaks for itself. I hope he makes it to my show. He's going to be workhorsing all the way up to the 20th. He will. He will. I know him. He, he'll drag his raggedy ass in there if he's hurt or one way or another, and he will compete and still probably steal the show. And then you've got um, you've got you've got Jordan Die still still screaming into the sky that he wants this and he wants that and he needs opportunity and he's the goddamn champion. So he's got uh, he's got four people and that fourth person is Zodiac, whether I like him or not. Uh, this guy's not had one title shot in 20 years. That's properly um, suited him. He's been in the business 20 years. He is the one of the most adaptable wrestlers I've ever seen. He's never asked for anything, but he's earned everything. And because he's never verbally asked for anything in this business. And I don't listen to me. If you're a promoter that books him. Just because he's never asked for anything, I'm telling you right now, doesn't mean this motherfucker has not earned these things. So he doesn't get these things, which is a crying shame. So I'm throwing him in this main event and I am giving him an opportunity right off the bat to win the title in the new year. So that is why I think those three men deserve a shot and that one man needs to prove it. And to go over the other ones real quick before we let you go, uh, Randy, who, you know, can't say enough great things about her at Pro Wrestling Edge. Yeah, we'll is going, get hurt. Is going one-on-one with Lord Crew in a... What, what's the... Um, Knockout, tap out, pass out. If it ends in out, it's the finish. Nice. Um, when we heard that, we were all excited for that one. One that you kind of 
teased early and waited to the end to announce Apollo Star and Zach Thomas. I'll let them scrap. That's a good one. I mean, I, that might be your like macho steamboat. That might steal the show. I'm just and then, of course, Hoodfoot and Levi. I mean, you you are putting together and I'm sure knowing Schwartz, there's going to be some surprises for us. That's not the full card. That's just what, like I said, that's what's announced. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you have Bitcoin boys and members only, right? Yes. Yes. Once again, we're bringing those. The, the AIW produced some quality talent. So I, I was able to step in there with members only. Now, is uh, this they going couldn't to get be it done with us, but I think they have a chance. Bitcoin boys are the champs, correct? Hey, they hey. are the champs. Is this a title match or no? This is very much a title match. I like Absolutely. those. Absolutely. They look good on Bitcoin boys. They do. They do. They do. But I, those member only guys, you know, they, if they've picked up anything in between when we worked with them, I'm telling you right now, it might, it might bode a different story. If they actually absorb every loss, every lesson they take, they could very easily walk into the brewery, change their fate and be walking into the brewery for the rest of the year. Well, Schwartzy, we are going to be talking a lot more about Flop House in the next several weeks. We appreciate you for always showing your love to us. And we can't wait to see you this weekend at RPW. We can't wait to see you at the upcoming events that we're going to see you at leading up to Flop House. Yes. But I am excited. Like I've told you before, this is my first Flop House event that I've attended. You promised me you were going to put on a fucking party. So I'm ready for a fucking party. And they're only getting bigger, too. That's the best part is this is just where we're starting, homie. Well, Schwartzy, we love you here. You know that. And we will see you and talk to you soon. Thank you, boys. I love you so much. Love you, too, man. Thank you. Thank you, Schwartzy. Thank you for coming on, brother. We, we always love Schwartzy. And as we get ready for our next summit, Dan, you want to go ahead and read our uh, sponsors for oh, this week? Yeah, let's let's just continue to give a shout out to our partners that we have at Pro Wrestling Edge. Rue Psychedelics. Jeff, if you haven't listened to our first episode back a few weeks ago, go listen to that episode. Jeff is on there. He talks about his vision for Rue Psychedelics and what he does. And you can find Rue Psychedelics on Instagram. And Facebook. Also, he has an Etsy store where he sells all of his all of his merchandise. Um, you will find that in the um, in the bio of every episode we put out. So go check out what he does. He does some awesome work. He has a lot of good ideas. And and if you go back and listen to the episode with him, he does take portions of what he sells. And is going to be donating it. So, um, Rue Psychedelics, Instagram and Facebook. Our other partner, Whirlwind Productions Detroit. Um, you've, you've heard this, how uh, our production quality has got a lot better since we've returned in 2022. That is all thanks to Whirlwind Productions Detroit. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Whirlwind Productions DET. You can email them at Whirlwind Productions DET at gmail.com if you're interested in podcast producing for your show 
or voiceover work. Um, he is, to me, blows away on his voiceover work that he does. Um, you're going to be seeing a lot more of that for us from Whirlwind Productions. So check out Whirlwind Productions on Facebook and Instagram as well. And as always, our website, pwepod.com, where you can give us reviews, you can contact us. There's an about section that talks about us and our new podcast, Talking Sports with PWE, with the other hosts of that show, along with me and Brokowski and Big Kaz, Kyle Barrett and AVZ. And um, you can follow us on the Spotify and the Apple, all those. You can leave reviews for us. You can listen to all of our episodes. And there's a link to our Pro Rest, or our um, Brain Buster Tees store. Um, if you go to the link there, it'll take you right to Brain Buster Tees. So you can shop for the latest and greatest Pro Wrestling Edge gear. So looks like our guest is joining us. And I'm going to give it back to Josh because nobody wants to hear me talk. That's right. We promised you an episode right out of Valhalla. <clears throat> and it's coming. And uh, we well, we make a promise, we keep that promise. So we're bringing on, you know him better as Corey Kerr. We know him as Sean Woolley. Sean, how you doing today? His audio looks like it's pulling up. Not quite oh, up there yet. Not quite yet. I'm, I'm quick to the gun sometimes. <clears throat> Can you hear us? No. He's still, we're still getting Still on. working on it, still working on it. I mean, everybody's going through technical difficulties lately. It's something. Normally, it's just me, you know? Oh, now he's muted. You're muted, brother. Now we just need him to unmute. We're what? almost there. All of the buttons. There he is. Go ahead, Josh. There we go. You got through now. It don't, don't feel bad. It took me forever to get this shit down, too. It's still taking I'm, me a while to get it down. I'm not technologically savvy, so... <laughs> <laughs> It's all good, brother. Like I said before, we got Sean Woolley here. You know him better as Corey Kerr. Now, brother, we know you pretty good, but we want to get deeper into your story. We had you on with Haas Fight. We heard that discussion, but we want to hear more about you and yourself. So let us know, when did you find wrestling as a child? Was it later in life? When did you pick up on wrestling? I found wrestling. I was about five years old. Um and I was in a martial arts class um, with my mom. And we happened to be at the library looking up for books and stuff. And we saw, I saw Shawn Michaels on a, on a uh, VHS tape box to date myself a little bit here. Um, <laughs> but uh, the first match I ever saw was, uh, was the whole boyhood dream came true thing. And, uh, you know, his name was Sean and, I'm partial to that name. And I mean, it's not real hard to guess. Do y'all want to try to figure out my middle name? <laughs> I don't. It is. Hey. <laughs> so when I hear, you know, Shawn Michaels, the boyhood dream has come true. And I saw him use that shuffle sidekick. Should I do that? I do that every week. That's my favorite kick. I was hooked. I, him and Bret Hart. The, all that entire story, I watched everything I could get my hands on from that point forward. Who are some of your other inspirations back in the day watching them other than Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels? 
Well, I always thought that Sean and Brett were smaller guys compared to, you know, Kevin Nash, um, Vader, Psycho Sid. I thought they were small guys. I learned that was a bold-faced lie <laughs> later on in life. But I always liked watching um, the more flashy guys, <clears throat> which is kind of funny because I can't do a whole lot of flashy stuff anymore. But um, I guess what hooked me was the flashy stuff, and then what kept me there was the big guys just throwing people. Like, who does that? Now, you said you started watching at five. Shawn Michaels is your best uh, wrestler. Now, when did you decide, hey, I could actually do this in real life? When did you pick up on that? And then where did you go to train? The the goal was always to be after after that. After it was like, I want to be a Power Ranger. I want to be a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> I want to be an actual ninja. I was like, well, shit, wrestling's really cool. And like to hear thousands and thousands and thousands of people say your name it wasn't my name but like it was my name you know what i mean <laughs> um so about the age of six i told everybody um i'm gonna be a wrestler one day and it never stopped uh everything from that point forward was geared towards being a wrestler uh i stayed with martial arts for a while because karate and 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 uh well thank thanks you know was you know a lot of heavy kick stuff um discipline flexibility you know all things i was like i could use this for wrestling and then i started playing football because i got i was bigger than most kids my age oh, a lot of football players become wrestlers right because wcw was huge right then bill goldberg you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and uh so wrestling was, was always in my life, no matter what I chose to do, any martial art, any contact sport. Uh, I started, I, I started studying like Kurt Angle stuff and Taz stuff in middle school. Cause they're both like shoot wrestlers, you know, Taz is a judo guy. Uh, and I did an entire term paper on Kurt Angle, uh, for my seventh or eighth grade English class. Uh, I broke down the match he had at the Olympics with a broken freaking neck thank you uh, <laughs> but uh yeah I, I did a whole term paper on that to, to like graduate or to uh to pass my english final but i joined the wrestling team because that's right re- it's wrestling i can do that i can throw people as it turns out if you um belly to belly suplex somebody in like a in like a, in a ranked match you lose lose <laughs> to me <laughs> you have to return them to the ground safe or in a safe manner. Uh, I never did. I was a bad <laughs> wrestler. <laughs> now, did you uh, ever play at a high level before you ended up going into wrestling, like collegiate-wise, football, or wrestling? It was all high school stuff. Uh, I I was asked to join the Timberwolves right out of high school, but I was in a I was in a band. And here, here's the funny, like, break into wrestling story, okay? So I was, in a, I was in a heavy metal band when I was, like, 16. Um, my dad was uh, terminally ill at the time. Uh, he ended up losing that fight. But I had a whole album we wrote for my dad. Uh, well, I was the vocalist. I screamed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of my 
she turned out to be my girlfriend and then wife and now ex-wife. Um, I have an impulse control problem. Uh, <laughs> but uh, she, her friend was running a wrestling show and he wanted live music. And I was like, fuck, I play live music. Let's go. So, as we, you know, again, like that wrestling was always kind of there. Uh, that show, uh, Monty Brown of TNA fame uh, was on, was at that show. Not on the show, but at the show. I didn't know he was a huge heavy metal guy. Um, I had been researching schools to go to. I had found the one in uh, Toledo, the Millennium Wrestling Federation, before they had closed. Um, and a lot of those guys were on this show. So I was like, I could talk to these guys about being a wrestler. At the time, I was like six foot one, like 315, 320. So like 20 pounds heavier than I am right now, which is weird. <laughs> Uh, so I did, did the show and people were leaving. Like we did their heavy metal set. Is it angry wrestling? Fucking violent. Where is it an angry fucking death metal? Yeah, right. Like, I got given the finger by an old lady, <laughs> and not like a proper like ha ha. No, it was like a grandma finger. Like yeah, and she was leaving. That's cool. So I cut the set short. I was like, look, people are leaving. I don't want to hurt the wrestling show to get our egos inflated. So we're just going to fucking, we're going to do six songs and call it a day. Uh, that broke the band up because I had an ego about stuff. Okay. Uh, two weeks later, the guys who ran that show and were on that show, uh, the guy, you're a pretty big kid. Uh, you want to be a wrestler? Oh, funny. You should ask Alan. As a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> uh-huh. And it was started out uh, getting shown some stuff around this dude's house. And then he got a school in Toledo uh, with the same guys who ran the Millennium Wrestling Federation. And then I got trained up by those guys, by uh, Dick Nasty and uh, Jacob Frost. Um, but those are the guys who, who trained me up the first, you know, off rip. I did three or four months worth of up there six days a week five, six hours a day. I never left. They, 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 they told me, like, you can crash here if you need to. Lit, I ain't going home. I watched wrestling every night. I was in the ring every night just trying to be to, to make this dream happen. And then I'm having my first match uh, that October in Monroe. And what year was that? 2006 or seven. I don't know. Fucking chair shots, man. I forget. <laughs> it was a while ago. So did you debut as a singles wrestler or were you a tag team wrestler? Uh, the debut match, I was I was, a, I was a manager, actually. I wasn't, uh, I didn't get in the ring the first time um, because the, there was a raucous crowd of 13 people there. <laughs> um, I don't know, you know, October, October Saturday at the Fraternal Order of the Eagles or something like that out in the middle of bumblefuck nowhere. Uh, I was a manager, did a spot where we turned heel in the main event. I was a, I had a I had a hood on, a Hayabusa mask on, and uh, I was a freak show because we couldn't think we couldn't think of like what we, we want to be in the ring. And I was like, I listened to Insane Clown Posse and Twisted like religiously. <laughs> I have whiteout contacts and this dope ass fucking Japanese wrestling mask. I'm just going to do that. Call me Freak Show, like Twisted Second Album Freak Show. And uh, 
that's that's how it started, man. Uh, first show oh. I was on was, in a, was a two on three handicap tag match myself, Jacob Frost, against uh, Vince Dombrowski. Uh, he's no longer he's doing like some cos- cosplay style wrestling stuff. He does a, a sick Loki. Uh, Elijah Eli McFly. He was Elijah Doom then, and then uh, Andy, who had a weird mankind teddy bear gimmick that actually creeped me out. Uh, so my first, the first match went 42 minutes, <laughs> two on three handicap tag. No one told me to take it home. Uh, it was the drizzling shits, and I got knocked out with a shining wizard because the kid had on. Um, hockey or uh, soccer shin guards and it caught me in the temple put hand up in his foot and i out i don't remember the rest of the match i don't remember the rest of the night like so day one match one knocked the fuck out wow. that's a great way to start a career getting knocked out in the first match by a shin guard shot and my <laughs> can't do it <laughs> well i'm gonna pass it over to uh, jay bird who has a couple of questions about you as well Sure, sure. So, um, we've seen your background. Where did the uh, inspiration come for uh, Dire Wolf? Another odd story. You guys talked with uh, the Brain Jerk guys about the synchronicity wave, right? It's a very odd, it's a very odd thing. So, I left the business when my son was uh, was coming around. I, you know, I. My relationship with with his mother was rocky at that time. Um, I'm not putting blame or fault on anybody. It takes two to two to tango and two to fuck shit up. So I'm not innocent in that. You know, I didn't put a lot of time into relationship. I was more like wrestling and that. Um, so our relationship was strained. She ended up pregnant. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna step away from a lot of wrestling stuff. Uh got two jobs was working at GameStop and Spencer's in the mall I was slinging video games and fake wieners I was that dude you gotta do what you gotta do to take care of the family right? that's what I was always taught that's, that's the best example I was given growing up is you, you take you take care of your family first and everything else is secondary I tried my best to do that and things just didn't work out between his mom and I, and I was, it was really easy to become the freak show character and it's full circle. Cause it was the half face paint. I had my hair in Liberty spikes. I was this mankind had a weird butt baby with Heath Ledger's Joker. And it was like, it got really easy to be really violent and I didn't like that. So I walked away. Um, this is when uh, TXW was pretty big down in Adrian. I was learning a lot from Briar back then. Uh, always trying to improve until one day I was like, I can't, I'm going to, like, it's too easy to be a monster. and I don't want to be that guy. Walked away from the business. Uh, fast forward a few years, Pete's about three and a half, four years old. Uh, and we're watching WrestleMania. Uh, Punk versus Taker. And every time, like, you know, I'm sorry, it was, uh, I think it was Punk Taker, but Cena had a match, and Pete was just not feeling John Cena at the time. Cena came on the TV, Pete started crying. Taker and Punk came out, and he was just glued. I'm talking like, he's maybe three, 
three, three and a half, four years old, glued to the TV watching wrestling. I, I remember that look. On, I had the same look on my face watching Shawn Michaels when I was a kid. And uh, he's like, Dad, I like wrestling. I was like, cool, man. Dad used to be a wrestler. No. Oh, check this out. Let me show you a picture of me all looking all crazy and shit. <laughs> he goes, I want to see you wrestle. That was it. Tell it to come back. I want to see you wrestle. Done. I uh, <clears throat> reached out to a couple of promotions in Detroit. Got told, yeah, come on out, hang out. Uh, went to a few shows. Didn't get a whole lot anywhere with anything, which is fine. I was a nobody. You know, I'm starting over. I reached out to uh, John Campbell up for uh, IWE in Houghton Lake. And got the same, hey, yeah, come on up, man. Uh, you know, can't guarantee you anything. I was like, well, can I can I come help set up the ring and set up chairs and and, and do do the right thing, you know? I want to come up there and, and and get back into it, you know. If it's something that can happen, awesome. If not, I get it. Uh, went up there. He, me, and John had met a few times, PXWE, other places throughout Michigan earlier on in the career. And he's like, hey, do you have your gear? I was like, yeah, I got, I brought, you know, the stuff that I had left. Uh. It was a pair of custom-made, like, acid-splashed uh, pinstripe suit pants. <clears throat> Black singlet. You know, just I, was doing, I had the freak show stuff with me, right? Well, John's gimmick is the creature feature, John Campbell. I was like, ah, we can't have creature feature and freak show on the same gimmick. That's not going to be good. Like, I couldn't just step on toes like that. You know what I mean? And I was like, I watched Game of Thrones once or twice. I got a thing for wolves. I got a black shooter singlet. Uh, I got this cool hoodie with a bunch of wolves on it. He's like, so like what, a wolf gimmick? And I was like, well, sure. There's a lot of wolf gimmicks in wrestling. He goes, well, Rex Havoc is here, and he already has a lone wolf gimmick. And I was like, cool. I'm not alone. Um, And when you hear them react to what I can do, you'll know that. But I might be the biggest and angriest wolf walking around God's green earth. So you can call me a dire wolf. And, oh, that's awesome because Game of Thrones was hot. People knew that the House Stark thing was a dire wolf. Like, it made sense. And it kind of went from uh, just a fat guy in a singlet to a fat guy in a singlet with a mixed martial arts gimmick. Almost like a, you know, like, I look like Paul Varlins, essentially. The maroon singlet just fucking, yeah. but when yeah. I came back, when I came back in, I was 447 pounds. Oh, nice. It, dude, it was not post divorce, post party lifestyle. You know, I had no reason to hit the gym. I had no reason to eat right. I had no reason to take care of myself because the only reason I wanted to be here still was about two and a half feet tall and called me dad, you know? Uh, but I watched that tape back when it came out. And I was like, Holy shit. Four bills plus in a singlet is not a cool sight. <laughs> like it hurt my pride. I didn't have much of that shit left. <laughs> no, that that's tough to look at. Like I looked unhealthy. I got blown up walking to the ring. Uh, you know, it was just 
So I took steps from that point forward to start becoming what I thought a dire wolf might look like. Strength training, strongman training, hitting cardio. I fucking hate cardio. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, though. You'll need it when the zombies come, man. <laughs> I'm going to need it this weekend. <laughs> so that's pretty sweet. So uh, where did this Viking come out at? When did you decide to switch over there? Well, with the whole dire wolf thing, it got kind of tired doing the same match. You know, I'm a big guy, but I can throw a pretty cool head kick. I can do an enziguri. I can do some little guy shit, you know, wrestling like Samoa Joe and Kevin Steen. Well, everyone started doing it. And I was like, I did this freshen. I need to freshen something up. If I'm going to get a, if I'm going to get a, a push and keep pushing my body to where I want it to be, I need something new. And I was talking with fat Tony. He goes, dude, Drop the fucking singlet. Uh, I've had my titties covered forever, dog. Are you sure? <laughs> but I'm a solid B cup at a good day. <laughs> He's like, get custom bikers, get yourself some boots, stop wearing those dumbass kick pads, and just be the big meaty son of a bitch you are. Okay, I, mean, I, can, I can roll around in, in biker tights. That'd be cool. And I was like, but what gimmick do I shift to? What do you think? He goes, aren't you actually a Norse pagan? Like you actually, that's your actual like religious beliefs? Yeah. Yeah. He goes, you ever watch like a Vikings, Thor Ragnarok? And I was like, well, I've seen them, but what, what would I do to do that? He goes, do you. Be a Norse pagan. Be a fucking Viking. You have the look. You have the build. You know? You're not TV Viking. You're not like Ragnar Lothbrok from TV who was a fucking underwear model and had 17 abs. <laughs> he goes, but you look like you could hold a hammer and crush ice giants. Just do it. Stop being a bitch and just do it. Be you with the volume up. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll try it. As it turns out, custom biker tights? Way more expensive than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so it's my actual religious beliefs mixed with a little bit of Hollywood mixed with a little bit of uh, me went too much pre-workout so the part that threw me the part that threw me off was I had to change my style up Look, if you go back and watch some of the uh, the old Corey Kerr matches in IWE four years ago I was doing Enzies. I was doing, you know, Suicidas. I was doing, I wasn't doing a whole lot of big guy shit, you know? And I was a big dude. I was 400 pounds. I shouldn't have left my damn feet. <laughs> but, like, you know, I and I always preach that, like, John helped mold me as a better wrestler, and the locker room at IWE helped mold me as a better performer. Because I'll, I'd go out there, I'd do my thing. Hey, good stuff, man. How about you try this? Uh, you, guys, you guys know Jacob Braun, right? Mm -hmm. There was a, about four or five months, as soon as I got back through the curtain, he would cuff the back of my head, pull me offside. All right, here's what I liked. Here's what I didn't like. This did not work. Don't do that. Try this. Oh, awesome. All right, cool. Because, you know, at that point, Braun was at places that I wanted to be. He was in the main event on, on John's show. 
and I was just working IWE. I wasn't trying to go anywhere else. You know, I, I was very loyal to that place. Um, because the fan base is insane. I love those guys. But I, I learned. I was learning every time I went out there. And then Tim, with the whole Viking stuff, he, he's like, hey, get in my car. We're going to go to other places. We're going to get you learned from other big dudes. Um, stop being so giving. You know, think, shoot, then make it, then work, right? That's, that's what we've heard. We've always heard it from, like, Kevin Nash. That was his moniker. Think, shoot, then work. He goes, are any of these guys going to knock you out, knock you down with one or two punches? Fuck no, I'm a bouncer, for God's sake. He goes, what are you, what are you doing? All right. I see, I see your point. <laughs> so, nice. yes, yeah, those guys have always helped me out. I went from there, uh, IWE, to climbing the ranks there to the Gladiator Championship, and I love it there. Uh, John, John helps everybody as, as best he can. And like, he doesn't get enough credit for that, I don't think. Um, but a lot of the guys that you're seeing on the indies now that are out and about doing things like a Jacob Braun uh, started up that way at IWE, MWO. You know what I mean? Like those, that's when they, they got their feet wet. I'm just a little behind the times. I just, I'm, I'm still, I'm still always trying to improve. Hey, it's never a bad thing, man. That's for sure. There's always yeah. improvement for everything. So that's pretty cool. So you're a true Viking then basically a North Pagan. True yeah. Blooded Viking. Yeah. That's that's the cool part, man. Like, I always, me and Jeremiah Goldman have a have a weird kinship when it comes to that. Because every time he'll see me in gimmick, he'll go, "Where's the horned helmet?" And he knows it pisses me off. Because <laughs> oh. the Vikingers, the Raiders uh, of 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 uh, Scandinavia, never wore horned helmets. It wasn't a thing. And he he heard me trying to explain this as nice as I possibly could to somebody, and he was like. I want to see you in a horned helmet. And I was like, fucking fuck you. <laughs> but I was every time he sees me, where's the horned helmet? I'm going to buy one and paint it gold for him. Just, just for funsies. Just for funsies. I like it. I like it. So do you got any, uh, any other hobbies out there? Oh, I got tons, man. I, I always stay busy. Um, I'm a, I, for a long time, I was a practicing sleight of hand magician. Ooh. Yeah, nice. I thought I, I thought I seen you with a deck of cards in your hand there for a second. Yeah, whenever I can't, when I, I used to like to do these when I like when I smoked a lot of bars, um, I would always have cards in my hand for no reason, right? Just because it's it's almost the size of a pack of cigarettes, so my hands are always busy. Uh, myself and uh, Clint Williams, uh, he was a ring announcer for IWE for a while. Uh, we auditioned for America's Got Talent. Um, so that was pretty cool. Did a custom, uh, custom illusion card trick where a signed card traveled in front of people across the room in a split second. They signed one, we signed one, they held theirs, we held ours, and they switched places. Oh, that's uh, sweet. Their reaction was priceless. I wish I would have recorded it. They said, We don't know how you did it. We love your care, we love your charismatic attitude. We love like the, 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 the story. We love where you guys come from, but you only have seven Twitter followers. Work on that. Wait a wait a second. 
you liked us, we were entertaining, you liked the trick, but we didn't have the following to put you over at your national TV show. Got it. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's America for you. <laughs> man, it, but it was, we sat in Detroit for seven or eight and a half hours. Uh, we left work at the club, at the, at the, uh, the adult entertainment establishment we worked at. Uh, DJ Buster, <laughs> uh, left there, got our haircut, got our suits, went to Detroit at seven in the morning. Didn't Ooh. get out of there until it was time to clock back into work at the club. Damn, that's a day. So we went in there in three-piece suits with 94 pockets loaded with <laughs> magic gimmicks. <laughs> um, that's actually why I have this tattoo. I'm not sure if you guys can see that, the dollar bill tattoo right here. Okay. The, night we got, the night we got back from uh, America's Got Talent, we were doing – we had all the stuff on us. It was dead. Club was garbage. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's an off-air story, I feel. But uh, – <laughs> Uh, there was a couple of, there a couple of regulars in there who were, you know, oh, you guys in America's Got Talent, show us a trick. My ego's already up. I ain't slap them all jacked up on Mountain Dew. You want to see a trick? Sit down, son. I got your back. Me and Clint did magic for four and a half hours, and there was a guy who was a, a Vietnam veteran who came in the club in a wheelchair. We were doing magic for strippers. We were doing magic for, for drunk folks. We were doing magic for the bartenders. It was a good time. He he walked, rolls up. He's like, "Hey, I want to see how good you really are." I'm like, "I'm not fighting a guy in a wheelchair, dog. Sorry, I'm not gonna happen." Like, <laughs> he goes, "No, man. I want. Can you do a trick just for me?" So challenge my on the fly brain, right? And back to back to wrestling. I can call a match on the fly. I'm good at that shit. Let's go. All right. And I pulled out the dollar bill. I said, can I borrow a dollar? Oh, yeah, I got a dollar. I, I hope so, sir. With where we're at, I hope you have a dollar. Um, <laughs> and I was like, so the, the, your dollar, there's no trap doors. There's no wires. There's no bullshit. It's your dollar. Well, yeah. And I folded the dollar bill up into quarters and had him hold it in front of everybody. Up like this, like holding it. And I said, now... For money to be in circulation, it has to meet certain requirements, correct? Well, yeah, it has to have serial numbers, it has to have George Washington's face, it has to have the insignias, where it was minted, all the autographs has to stay in God we trust, it has to be perfect. He goes, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. Okay. What if I told you I snapped my fingers in front of the dollar bill and never touched it? That something impossible just happened in your hand unfold the dollar and it looked like this inside out and backwards so those not oh. normal yeah i see now okay yeah that's sweet and i want you to pay attention because everything that makes that dollar bill perfect still exists still has george washington's face still has in god we trust still has the serial numbers the watermarks the autographs all of it, it's just not put together the right way. So what do you think is more important, being perfect or being complete? And he started crying, openly weeping at a strip club. 
<laughs> like I've tried there for different reasons, but <laughs> but I worked yeah. there. Well, that's a hell of a story, man. That that moment, I was like, dude, I've got I can I can tell a story and just with with just me, I'm gonna put way more focus and energy back into wrestling. So it all kind of fucking comes full circle, you know what I mean? Nice, hell yeah, yeah. It's always it always full circles. Well, I'm gonna shoot you over to Big Cass now. Sweet. Well, you said putting all your full energy into wrestling. You got a pretty big match this Saturday at F5 Wrestling with the Black Diamond Jack Price. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big one. I'm uh. I'm pretty sure I told you guys, like at least you in confidence, like I that to me it's it's a big deal. And it's a lot bigger of a deal because no one I can't say no one. My name's on the rise in the indie wrestling, in Michigan wrestling, right? Like with Hoss mm-hmm. Fight, me putting time in, me hanging out with you guys. I'm I'm doing this. And since I got back in the business, Jack Price has been up here. So, like, I've always looked up to him, like, every time I've met him, talked to him, anything. Like, you know, hey, man, like, thank you for, you know, giving guys like us a shot. You know, it means it means a lot. And to see what he's doing with DTA, with Aaron, with Adam, with, with, with Bronner, with, with Tommy, like, it's amazing. I like just sitting and talking and hanging out and learning from those guys because, they're again, they've been places I want to be. And then when I got told it's me and Jack Price for the F5 title this Saturday, I got excited. I don't get excited about much. You know what I mean? Like, you know, my kid playing video games, that's awesome. You know, hmm. but like for, for a fight, for something that I've been asking for that I wasn't sure if I was ready for. I was at uh, PWAS their last show when we did the six man for the titles and Rivera pulled me aside. He was, I saw you on a flyer. And I was like, yeah, I won one. You and Price, man. I'm like, yeah. He goes, you sure you're ready for that? Price is a fucking stud. <coughs> I was like, you're not wrong um, at all. But if I'm not ready, I'm not showing up. I'm fucking ready. <laughs> It's going to be an absolute war. We've already talked about it. I can't do the Inzies and the fucking Banditos. And I, nope. It's going to be a fight. And it's, it's going to get violent. And I hope that Jack Price is ready for that level of violence. Because I'm definitely ready to go there. It's my entire family... My, my dad's entire entire family lives in Garden City, three or four blocks from Renegade. Oh, man. A to Z Comics, right down the road. My brother's worked there for thirty years. Damn. My brother, you know, like my my, my sister lived there for twenty five years. She lives in Corktown now, but you know, my cousins all live there. Like, I don't want to say he's stepping into my home turf because I'm not from there. What all of my family is, and it's 
I'm scared to where I have to go to win that title. I could get on and yell and scream and via Viking stuff, but that's 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 the cool part about me actually being a North Pagan, actually being the want for me a Vikinger. Um, I'm a very simple person. I'm very calm when I need to be. I'm very comfortable with violence. I have been for a long time. It's what I do. I don't like it, but I'm really good at it. And if Jack Price doesn't show up this Saturday ready to actually kill me, I'm walking away with gold. The scary bearded guy who made his name up north comes for gold. I'm not going to sit here and join the raid. I can't put them over like that. But um, <clears throat> this is my shot to, to leave a footprint in Michigan wrestling and shut up every person who told me I wasn't good enough to be on their show. I'm not just going to go win gold. I'm going to prove every motherfucker wrong who doubted me. And it's a long fucking list, I promise. <laughs> so we've had conversations. Uh, we had a long talk at the last RPW show because you were there helping set up like we were. And um, after that show, I put a post out. And I put a post out highlighting you. Not only are you a hard worker inside the ring, but I also pointed out how amazing you are of a dad that that we've seen firsthand how you are with Pete and knowing that you got back into this because of Pete. And this is your moment to shine. When F5 put this match out, I messaged all these guys and said, Sean deserves this. Sean's looked over for too long and deserves this. The passion that you're showing us right now we had Jack Price on. We know how great Jack Price is. The passion yeah. you're showing right now, Jack Price needs to be ready for Corey Kerr because yeah. we see, we know you personally, and we know that Corey Kerr is coming for a fight. That's that's the cool part though, is because I, you know, it, the, the gimmick, the Corey Kerr gimmick, it's it's not really a gimmick. The guy, I I cut the guy. I, I am in promos where I don't have the paint on. Like I'm very calm. I'm very reserved. I'm very humble. But that paint, the gear, the leather, the fur, the axe, the meat. Oh, that's that's the other that's the other side, man. That's that's the war paint for a reason. That just cover up my giant forehead and my fucking goofy eyeball. Like, like that war paint goes on and like Sean goes away for a while. The nice guy who would literally give the shirt off his back to help anybody doesn't exist on that battlefield. And it's taken on and off 14 years for someone to go, I bet he could do it. And if they're wrong and I can't do it, <clears throat> what's what's the catchphrase? It's not a not a promise. It's a death threat. 
what's a death threat to somebody who prays to a war god? It truly does become victory or Valhalla for me. It's not a t-shirt. Not a fucking 8x10. I beat Jack Price this Saturday and watch everybody who said I was a piece of garbage eat their fucking words. Or Jack Price doesn't hesitate and actually pulls the trigger and puts me out of everybody else's misery. I die in battle. I live forever. I want the death threat. I want to be the guy who turns death threat into a ghost story. Because, yep, time and down and pop. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, I respect the hell out of Jack Price. The one time he and I got to got to touch was a battle royal. And he potatoed the shit out of me. And that moment, he we were just battle royal stuff. Turns around, points, and clocks me. Oh yeah. And for a split second, I saw fear in that man's eyes. Wasn't long. Didn't last long. Because he's good. He's that damn good. But I'm that damn violent. So, if you want to see just how crazy I can get, this Saturday is the one you want to come to. There are other shows that day. And I respect those promoters as well. But I have full intentions of setting the wrestling world on fire as the weird bearded guy from up north. It's kind of funny. Uh, the Viking gimmick, the the direwolf gimmick, um, coming from the north and coming for gold. Almost poetic. The irony is not lost on me. Uh, but I hope, I hope he brings DTA with him. Because the other half of that F5 card are all my best friends. So we can take that with a one, two, three, the tap out, or in the parking lot. But I'm leaving with gold. I got goosebumps. I was yeah. going to say, that sends a chill down your back. <clears throat> No, I'm gonna say one last thing, and I'm I'm gonna let Nick talk to you. But I've said this many times: we all here consider you a friend, and we know the hard work and dedication you put in inside and outside the ring. And we are so excited to see where your career is going. It's going like this: you are skyrocketing. It's it. Someone's tried to bottle rocket my ass for sure. Dan, do you want to hear something funny? Go ahead. So when that flyer came out, no one no one smartened me up to it. I saw it the same time everybody else did. And Pete was over my shoulder while I was scrolling when I saw it. He went, Dad, what's up, dude? 
you're fighting Jack Price? No, like, apparently, man. You're going to get your ass kicked. I mean, you're not. You can't say ass. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, we are excited for you. And thank you guys so much for that. Pete has an amazing dad. I've seen you with him at IWR. I've seen you with him. And again, I, I, I can't say better things about Sean Woolley as a person, but I will say this too, that I, that I just learned. Sorry for the loss of your dad. When you lost your dad, he, he would be proud of you with how you are with Pete. I appreciate that, man. Um, I know you guys have only seen me live doing my thing a couple of times, um, but on my left, on my left, uh, arm, I always write, even if I'm a bad guy, right? Even if I'm a fucking heel, I'm pulling the curtain. I'll write, uh, rest in peace, dad. Um, there's actually seven names that go on my left arm every single time I go out, and none of them are here to watch me. My dad, my grandma, one of my best friends, Tara, who got killed by her husband on a cocaine thing, uh, my buddy Mike Ingram, who was a uh, he was killed overseas in action. Oh, my grandma Lee, like every name that goes on my wrist tape, I take them with me. It's, it's paying homage to the past. It's paying homage to my ancestors. It's paying homage to the people who actually believed in me that can't pay their 10, 20 bucks to come see me wrestle that can't, you know, buy the t-shirt. I take them with me everywhere I go. My entire left shoulder it's all in Japanese and it's all katakana, but like it's all from my dad. I've got a mark tattoo. Don't laugh too fucking hard, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I can get my shoulder over there so that the NWO title from WCW. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. My mom was the reason I got to watch wrestling. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of it was kind of a, like a weird trap play because she really liked WCW and the Kevin Nash and the NWO. There's a picture of me with Kevin Nash every year, right next to my school picture in a box from the time I was like ten until I was like sixteen. <laughs> so when she had her car accident, uh and had like the brain trauma and stuff. I take care of her now too. Uh, but I got that tattooed for her because my tattoo artist is a huge wrestling fan. He designed two of my shirts. Uh, Keith Keister. He's out, he's out, he moved to Florida now. Great dude. But uh, I got that from him for my mom. And uh, I wanted to take her to GCW last weekend, but I just couldn't afford it. Cause I'm, 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 I'm taking her to Astronomicon this year. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to see if I can't get the VIP meet and greet thing with Nash to see if she actually beats my ass. She's five, <laughs> she's five two, but she's fucking squirrely. All right. <laughs> <laughs> she's a four three black belt, man. She's despite being on a cane, she scares me. Nick, go ahead. <laughs> so I've absolutely enjoyed hearing the history of Corey Kerr, Sean Woolley, and it's kind of funny because in the same place that I've met Dan O'Mac, I met you back in Meadowbrook in Monroe, hanging out with an old friend, Chris Eaton. <laughs> yeah. So that it's kind of a, a longer history right there, but 
the only question I really have for, for you out of everything that you've gone through, the training, the, the personal life experiences involved with training or that have happened during your training, what's the one takeaway from everything out of all of this for you? The one, th- the one thing we talk about like the martial arts training and the wrestling training and the sword stuff and everything. Everything. What's the one main thing that you would take away from all of this? I can sum it up with, I was blessed enough to go to a Jim Ross uh, autograph signing for I was at a convention doing the uh, Saber Legion, the lights, the full contact lightsaber sparring that I do. Um, not sure if you guys knew that or not. I was a nationally ranked uh, lightsaber fighter for a while. Oh. That's badass as fuck, man. That is badass. <laughs> yeah, that's some fuck. straight gangster shit that right there. When I listened I'm to the, I listened to the Alex Weir interview you guys did. I listened to you guys at work, by the way. I listened to the Alex Weir interview. Alex Weir interview you guys did. I was like, shit, I need to get him into lightsaber stuff and I could fucking leave. He's better than me. <laughs> but uh, I, I was doing a demonstration there and Jim Ross and Hacksaw Duggan were there. And they, did, they had their, their table set up and they were doing a, uh, a panel later in the afternoon after our fights. And I walked by the table and said, you know, hi, got a t-shirt, got an autograph. I do. I, I love Jim Ross, the voice of my childhood. You know what I mean? And he goes, you're a pretty big son of a bitch. And I'm like, thank you. I think. <laughs> he goes, you ever, you ever think about getting in the business? And I was like, I am. I am in the business. <laughs> I'm not anywhere special. I'm not, I haven't done anything great uh, on a national level, but I've, I've made a few kids cry. So, you know, he goes, oh, you coming to the seminar. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be there at Bell's on, sir. Good. I want to talk to you afterwards. Okay. And he, he went through the whole the whole seminar and there's a few a few guys in the room, uh and a few few workers in the room to take care of your bodies, boys. You don't have to be some jacked up bodybuilder, but take care of your bodies. And he goes, big man, he pointed to me. Yes, sir. He goes, You know the things that I've gone through. I said, I know what you share on the podcast, sir. He goes, I've heard a few things from your people at your table that you went through a lot of shit, too. And I said, I know more than most people, I guess. You know, life happens. You fucking cover up and you deal with it. He goes, so you you wrestle a lot? I said, twice a month, you know. He goes, so you've packed a few suitcases in your life. Yes, sir. He goes, I want you to really think about this. The reason I can do this after what happened to my wife. I leave no room in my carry-on for negativity. And for a guy like me, who was a huge Taz fan because I was also one of the angriest fucking people on the planet. You know, I got divorced and I didn't get to see my kid for a while and my dad died. Right? I I I could be bitter. But that moment, I leave no room in my carry-on for negativity. 
conflict. 25 years of martial arts stuff, combat sports stuff, team-based sports stuff. If you hold on to negativity with the intention of throwing it at somebody, it's the exact same thing as picking up a hot coal to throw at somebody. You're going to get burned too. And in, in this business, there's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of people with their boots on the backs of our necks holding us down, especially when I broke in. There was a lot of people, you're not good enough. You're not this. You're not that. And that's fine. I feel it. I understand it. But we're in a position now, 34, not dead yet, just fucking close. We're in a position now, guys my age who broke in with me. Like your John Campbells, like your like your, your Dread King Logans. I mean, I'm fucking, heh, right? We're, we're in a position now to be better than the guys that were around when we broke in. We can take that step and instead of pushing someone's face in the mud, pick them up, dust them off, put them in the right direction and help somebody. The people that I hold very close to me, yourselves included, do everything in their power to lift people up not push them down. You know, you, you guys watch Spider-Man? Yeah. yeah. Yes. With great power comes great, comes great responsibility. responsibility. Right. You guys have a platform and you're taking people who might not be nationally known, internationally known. Guys who were told they were never going to do this. They were, you know, it's a pipe dream. Ah, you're, you're the shits, kid. Guys like me. And you're giving them a platform to speak. That's, to me, one of the most humbling, like, most humble things a person can do is help somebody project and promote themselves. So the one lesson I have learned was from a man who I heard yell my name at WrestleMania 10 when the boyhood dream came true. Leave no room in your bag for negativity. Tell somebody you love them and help whenever you can. The same lesson that I teach my kid. He's cocky, but he loves people. Sean, we appreciate you for coming on. We appreciate, we appreciate you Thank for you we appreciate you for sharing your story. And well, uh, thank, you. This, thank you guys for having me. I, it's an awesome, awesome time. We've been wanting to have you on since the Haas fight interview. Uh, because we knew there was more we wanted to hear from Sean. So well, we appreciate you for stuff. coming on. No problem, man. The, the Hotspot stuff was way fun. Like, I love I love just riffing with those guys because I can be a little bit more goofy, I guess. Um, there's a somber side to me. I guess. <laughs> but, you know, laughing is always my, uh, my best option. So well, thank you guys for this opportunity. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, so when the weather breaks, beer's on me. Hell yeah, sounds good. good. Never say no to a beer, that's for sure. Hey, ain't that far of a walk, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Nope, not at all. Well, brother, we appreciate you. And I say brother, I mean that. You are brother to us here at Pro Wrestling Edge. Good luck on Saturday. 
we know this is something you deserve and it's going to be a hell of a night for you whatever the outcome is it's going to be price is getting more than Corey kerr's a game for sure oh yeah it's i think i may have unlocked a new level been watching a lot of anime stuff so you know hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah brother you guys have a great night thank you sean you're the man thank you guys be safe you too bye Man, I had goosebumps. I love that. That was awesome. I am so geeked, man. That was sweet. Josh, there's no need to talk anymore. I think we leave it on. I literally was just going to leave it on that and just say, you know, if anybody else has any other closing remarks to add to what Jordan said, but I, I think he just summed it up and we can just peace out. <laughs>